Hello, everybody, and welcome back to a teaser for our live episode of the Seriously Wrong podcast that was recorded March 20th in our Discord server. That's right. This is a teaser. You are currently here being teased by us with the hopes on our end that you'll head over to our Patreon and listen to the full version of the episode. These live shows are an experiment we've been trying out recently where patrons are invited to join us live on a Discord channel for a kind of variety show type live episode where we sort of wing it, even do some sketches. There's a couple sketches in this episode. Invite the audience to come on. We record it, edit it down afterwards, and you're getting just a little chunk, a little teaser of it. So uh, yeah, thanks for being a subscriber on our podcast feed. And if you want access to the whole episode or to get into our Discord server, there's lots of great conversations on there. It's a great community head over to our Patreon and sign up. And without further ado, here is the teaser for the Seriously Wrong live show, a Seriously Wrong teaser. Now go to a friend checking up on his old friend who he hasn't seen in a while. Knock, knock. Are you in there, grumpy head? Uh, it's what? me. Hello. Who? Oh, what's going on? Is, is something hey. wrong? You just came over? Just wanted to check in my old pal. See how you doing? How you doing, bud? Uh, it's been a tough couple years. Yeah. Yeah. Not doing great. Thanks for asking. Oh, not doing great? That's too bad. Well, hey, did you know that it actually takes more muscles to frown than to smile so it's actually a little bit easier to smile you, you know i don't know if the muscles if that's really no, it's true it's actually true about the amount of muscles well no i think the muscle thing might be true but i feel like the psychological barriers to smiling like i don't really think about how many muscles i'm using to do a thing i just do it especially when i'm motivated to do it you know you're feeling bad you just really feel like oh i want to frown you're like turning the sides of your mouth down I'm not like, oh, this takes so many more muscles. It's just, it feels easy because it's natural. Yeah, but the amount of muscles thing, I think it really is true. If you think about it, it's actually a little bit easier to smile. So you should just smile. (laughs) That's what I try to do. Whenever I'm feeling down, I just remember the amount of muscles in my face and what it takes to do certain things at certain times. And then I smile instead of frown. You should try that if you're feeling down. That's what I always say. So you're saying you just like scroll Twitter and you're like, oh, war, Russia invading Ukraine, climate change, people are being boiled alive in their homes, COVID, death all across the globe. And, you know, most of the people on Twitter are just complaining about streamer drama and you see all that and then you're like, oh, hey, fewer muscles to smile. I just do some quick math and I remember how many muscles it takes to do different things. And then I try to use the least amount of muscles possible. Right. Now, if I was trying to build muscles in my face, if I was trying to have a stronger face, then maybe I'd start frowning. I'd frown over and over again and I'd build those muscles. But most of the time, I just want leisure, right? I want to smile. I want to use as few muscles as possible. So that's why I smile. Thinking about making your face stronger, I hadn't thought about it that way, but yeah, maybe people who smile a lot have weak faces. Yeah, maybe we do, but 
even now I'm smiling and I'm feeling my spirits lifted. So maybe just don't think about coronavirus. Don't think about this world, historic, enormous pandemic. Don't think about the climate crisis. Don't think about the ice caps melting. Don't think about the outbreak of war in Europe. Don't think about any of that. Just think about the mass of muscles in the face and smile. Sorry, that's just my little advice to an old friend who's feeling down. Yeah, I think it's bad advice. I don't think it's going to work, and I don't think I'm going to try it. So I don't appreciate it. Here's my advice. You can't change the outside world, but something you can control is what's going on in here. Do you mind if I touch your head to point to your... Uh, Sure. Oh, yeah, a bit of human contact, huh? You can change what's going on in here. I mean, yeah, to an extent you can. And also, I don't know if I agree that you can't change the outside world. I mean, it depends what you define as outside. I don't know if I can change everything, but... And change things outside myself all the time. And there's things inside myself that I have tried to change and can't. So I don't mean to take away what seems to be working for you because you're smiling a lot. You seem happy. So if these things that you're saying work for you, all the power to you. But I don't, I don't know. Sometimes trying to change what's going on in here, you know, I'm pointing at my head also where you pointed at me. It makes me feel even worse because then I'm like, oh, it's not the right thing going on inside here. It should be something different. Why don't I feel like smiling? Why is, you know, blah, blah. And then I'm just complaining to myself about myself. And then that makes me want to smile even less. So yeah, thanks, but no thanks on that one. I got to say, this is a little bit exhausting (laughs) to talk to someone who is so committed to such a negative outlook. Mm. Yeah, well, I also didn't invite you over. I don't hate seeing you. You're my friend and all, but... You did decide to just <laughs> just come over and make it your mission to cheer me up. So, I mean, I feel for you, but not like that much. Right. But have you ever tried positive visualization? I'm not super great at like just visualizing, like calling an image to mind in my head. Maybe there's like YouTube videos that will show me positive images. I could like meditate on it or something. I haven't tried that. I could. What about this? It could be worse. You ever think about that, how it could be worse? It could be a bigger war. It could be a worse pandemic. Climate change could have advanced further. Does that help? Uh, yeah, a little bit. Well, then I've done my job here. It's been nice to see you. I wish I could say it had been nicer. I was really hoping to literally turn that frown upside down. I feel like I've maybe rotated about 10, 15 degrees maximum, but uh, I can live with that. <laughs> Just rotating smile. <laughs> hey, there's my smiling friend. Yeah, you did it. When you weren't trying to cheer me up, that cheered me up. So, thanks. And that was two friends meeting after a while with one trying to cheer up the other, but it not really working very well because they were giving them bad advice that assumed that there was no real problems. The end. So, hey, everyone. Welcome to the Seriously Wrong live show number two, March 20th, 2022. As we started to get into with our little sketch there, our little improv sketch, we wanted to talk this week about being optimistic or even if not optimistic, having a nice disposition where you feel good about your place in the world during really hard times. Because it's been a persistent theme from our show for a long time. It's one of the things that we try to do is put forward a sort of positive idea of how to feel And maybe optimistic isn't exactly the right word because it's not about predicting the future is going to be good. It's not saying, oh, I believe that good things are just around the corner no matter what. But it's more about just the feeling of not being overwhelmed, not feeling pain for just living in the world. Being hopeful. I'm trying to pin down that little distinction here because I just want to emphasize it's not about predicting the future. 
It's not saying I'm certain about what the future is going to hold because the future we can't predict, but it's about feeling comfortable in the world. And it's about having a disposition that can help create the best possible outcomes to help facilitate the creation of a hopeful future, an optimistic outcome. So we asked in the chat for people to think about this. If you haven't had a chance to think about it, that's cool too. But I wanted to invite people to think with us and have a conversation. We'll be switching to stage two for this, where everyone is going to have voice capabilities if they want to use them, to think about and talk about how to keep a good, positive, happy disposition as much as is possible and not to an unreasonable sense, not to an unreasonable degree rather, during times where things are looking pretty bad. Because I think we all have experienced a collective hard time with the COVID crisis, with the climate crisis continually worsening, the outbreak of war. Aaron, when the war broke out, did you feel neutral about that? Personally, I felt like really, really fucking weird about it. I think it took me a bit to take it in. Sometimes, especially if I'm focused on something else, oh, I'm supposed to be finishing this episode or whatever. I see things scroll by on the Twitter and it's kind of like, oh, if I keep seeing that for the next few days, it'll be a big deal, <laughs> which sounds like a weird thing to say about the start of an invasion. But I was like, I don't know, kind of see how it pans out. It's taken a while to sink in. I would say the same thing about COVID. COVID took a while to sink in for me that it was going to be more than you know, a few weeks. <laughs> of an issue. But yeah, I don't know. Maybe that's even partially a coping mechanism of letting things in slowly rather than just immediately feeling the full brunt of how horrible it is. Right. No, that makes sense. Yeah. I found for me, I'm always bummed about times that young people are sent into battle to die by their masters. I don't know. I feel almost cliche, but we shouldn't be afraid to say things that are cliche that everyone knows. Like war is horrible and war is a racket. People make tons of money off of war. And the people who pay the price of war are people like us, you know, people who are normal, people living in communities, want to spend time with their families, want to spend time with their friends. And the people who cause war are the people at the top. Just because it's cliche doesn't mean I shouldn't say it. But the thing that really started to bum me out was going on Twitter and the way that hot take culture interacts with an ongoing military conflict where people are trying to say something that is confrontational against the grain to provoke a reaction. And there's this signaling game contest of who can have the hottest take on kids killing each other for money. I can't stand that shit. And it was actually like recently, I also quit smoking cannabis. So I had this mixture between withdrawal of being used to smoking cannabis fairly regularly and watching this wild hot take culture unfolding in the context of families and kids, people fleeing their homes, all because of the political aspirations of ruling class pieces of shit. Kids are killing each other. So I started to actually feel legit kind of depressed. I couldn't even really enjoy video games for like a day or two, which would usually be my escape from thinking about shit is just play video games or read a book or whatever, something recreational. But I was trying to play video games and I was like, oh, it just doesn't fit. And I completely blame Twitter for that being pushed that far. But the thing that really turned me around, among other things, probably also getting out of the cannabis withdrawal window, I read the Zapatista statement on the war. I don't know, it's sort of silly, but I just felt like, okay, 
the hot takes that are getting pushed to the top of the pile with all this weird infighting, all this weird posturing, this group thinks this and I'm better than them. I'm smarter than this other person who thinks this and, and all these weird implications and people having this weird sort of like nationalist fervor for leaders or saying that wartime leaders were forced to launch an offensive campaign which really bothered me. It was like, okay, this actually makes sense. And I remember why I care about these things and other people feel the same way I do. I'm not alone in the world. I'm just gonna read a little quote from the EZLN statement here because it's so beautiful. This is a curated little quote I pulled aside. There are big capital interests at stake on both sides. Those who now suffer from the delusions of some and the cunning economic calculations of others are the people of Russia and Ukraine, and perhaps soon those of other geographies near or far. As Zapatistas, we do not support one state or another, but those who fight for life against the system. Different governments have aligned themselves with one side or the other, doing so by economic calculations. There's no humanistic assessment in them. For these governments and their ideologues, there are good interventions, invasions, destructions, and there are bad ones. The good ones are those made by their likenesses, and bad ones are perpetuated by their opposites. Those who win in this war are the great arms consortia and the big capitals that see the opportunity to conquer, destroy, rebuild territories. In other words, to create new markets of goods and consumers of people. Without bending, we shout and call to shout and demand Russian army out of Ukraine. The war must be stopped now. If it's maintained and as is to be expected, it escalates then perhaps there will be no one to notice the scenery after the battle. Now, it's not exactly a hopeful statement, but it gave me a lot of hope to be reminded that I wasn't alone in the way that I felt about these things. And it helped me to sort of pull back from Twitter and reevaluate what I was doing in relation to doom scrolling, watching the news and so on. That's just a little aside about what's been going on for me recently. So how's everyone feeling about maybe talking a little bit about their experiences in tackling the pandemic blues and tackling the climate crisis blues and tackling the wartime blues and tackling the overlapping multiple enormous outside of our control blues? <laughs> I'll just ask the chat, we could hop over to stage number two to talk about it. If there's people who are interested in hopping in mic, maybe if you want to just throw in the chat that you have something to say or that you're interested in that, and maybe we can move on to the participatory little segment. Yeah. Do you want to just move over and we'll see? It looks like, yeah, we got some people. Cool. Yeah. Let's hop over there. Here we go. All right, everybody, that's it. Thank you so much for listening. We hope you've been sufficiently teased. And once again, the rest of the episode is up on our Patreon, patreon.com slash seriously wrong. Thanks for listening, and we'll be back at you next time with a full app.